morning, gentlemen. Morning, morning Mac. Morning, Mike. On Friday, oil prices hit a nine-month high on fares, fears about tight supplies as Saudi Arabia and Russia extended their oil production cuts of a combined 1.3 million barrels a day until the year end. Saudi Arabia hinted it might make even deeper cuts. West Texas crude and Brent futures rose 2% last week after Brent rose 5% and West Texas climbed 7% the week before. How many, many Wall Street experts say rising oil prices and bond yields are driving stocks? What's your view on the oil market and what do you expect oil prices to stabilize? Well, we're in a particularly interesting scenario where oil prices obviously bottomed in the spring slash early summer at around $65 per barrel, and now they've basically moved up to close to $90 per barrel. We're fortunately in a spot in a circumstance where gasoline prices haven't necessarily risen quite as much as the price of oil as of right now. From a supply standpoint, we are not in a particularly good place. We've really emptied a lot of the strategic petroleum reserves, so we don't really have that in our reserves to do another release and actually put more supply on the market to drive down oil prices. So the new supply has to come on organically from existing projects and increased output and production from a lot of areas. And there have been new permits that have been uh, approved, but unfortunately they take some time to basically come online. Now it's one of these circumstances where now we're heading into the winter once again, and simultaneously we're also in hurricane season. So if there is a hurricane that actually disrupts output coming from the Gulf of Mexico and from offshore drilling, then we could be in even worse of an actual scenario, unfortunately. So I think we're in this spot where we have to recognize that um, we have to expand our oil output a little bit more to keep somewhat of a lid on prices and refill the petroleum reserve in order to make sure that oil prices don't go north of $100 a barrel again, because as it backlays into the inflation data, you're probably going to see an increase in core, in uh, headline CPI right now because a lot of the base effects really that have caused um, inflation to disinflate have fallen off. So you saw oil, or you saw inflation really come down into the high two percent range. It's most likely going to tick back up into the three percent range. Now, core CPI, which is what the Fed basically focuses on, is likely to still tick down on a month-over-month -month basis, which is really important. So this has a lot of importance because oil prices and energy prices in general really reflect back into inflationary data, and how the Fed perceives that is going to really make a significant drive. It's going to be a significant driver into what happens with the economy moving forward. We have, another, we have another Fed decision coming up in November, and how the Fed interprets this particular CPI report is going to have significant implications for whether the Fed moves um, at that meeting. You know, the other point I'd like to make is it's no wonder the Saudis uh, have decided to reduce supply at this point. Uh, the energy trading unit of Aramco, uh, the IPO has been put on hold. And it's going to come out later this year. So it's in their interest, really, to get oil prices up as much as possible. Uh, this, this is one of the world's largest IPOs. Uh, and as that comes out, they're going to want firmer oil prices. So I think the Saudis tightening have a lot to do with that as well. But you're right about the SPR, Strategic Petroleum Reserves. 
uh, you know, emptying out uh, ahead of election, you know, intra-year political maneuvering and uh, to drive oil prices down. And you, you've seen it, right? And they're starting to creep back up. So, so do you think it'll hit a hundred dollars? Um, not out of the question at all. I mean, we've been there before, you know, a uh, hundred be a little high, but close to it. I think at a hundred, you'll see a little bit more political response ahead of the election to try to drive it back down in some way, shape or form. The second question is hedge fund investor, Dan Niles says he's betting against iPhone maker, Apple by making it his largest single stock short position. Niles cited three reasons for his bearishness for the big tech giant, but his biggest worry is China's iPhone ban. The Asian nation recently ordered its central government officials not to use Apple's iPhone or phones from foreign brands at work as tensions between Beijing and Washington heat up, according to the Wall Street Journal. The other risks for Apple include rising competition from Huawei, the resumption of student loan payments, which could hurt American spending power, and Apple's slowing revenue over the past few quarters. Apple peaked at $195 and fell to $175 before bouncing back to $180 now. What's your view on technology stocks? Great. I'm glad we're not going to talk stock specific because compliance will get all over us. Um, but, you know, look, I love betting against Dan Niles. I've you followed him like I follow a lot of guys my whole career, and he seems to be more wrong than right. Um, so I would disagree with him on this, especially with a great company like Apple. You know, look, everyone loves bashing the consumer at this juncture. You have the student loans ebbing off. You have rates up, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? The consumer is really in better shape uh, now more than ever. Um, if you look at, you know, the amount of cash on hand, if you look at net worth, et cetera, um, the consumer is in, in, in pretty good shape right now. So I think that, you know, going against any great company for the long term uh, you know, is probably a bad bet, uh, especially here. I think the tech stocks are extremely volatile. We all know that from last year at this time when a bunch of them were cut by 50% or more, often leading to great buying opportunities long term. If they're good, solid companies with good salad balance sheets, you could even say Apple's got a dividend on that stock. Um, so, you know, I think you want to buy any technology uh, that's a preeminent company, wide moat business when they go on sale. I mean, China not using our iPhones, uh, you know, that's the pot calling the kettle black, I guess, um, because of, of their, their fear of our technology. And it's really what they do to us uh, on a daily uh, basis. But that's another question. So technology for the long term, great companies, buy them when they're out of favor. Uh, if you have a long term time horizon. Yeah, the demise of technology companies pertaining to last year was very short lived. Um, and if you actually look beneath the surface, although S&P 500 revenues are down about 6% on a year-over-year -year basis, tech revenues are actually up um, about 4%. And tech, uh, I'm sorry, tech earnings are up 4%. Revenues have actually you know, grown, it, particularly in that time period. They weren't necessarily down last year, but um, tech in particular is not in a terrible spot. Communications is not in a bad spot either, particularly because a lot of companies are resuming their advertising budgets, which were slashed last year. So, and you're going into a political cycle where there's going to be a lot of political advertising spending and Apple made substantial changes to its IDFA policies in 2021. And Apple now generates a massive amount of advertising revenue. Um, their advertising revenues grew substantially on a year-over-year -year basis throughout 2022 as they took a lot of revenue from uh, other communications and advertising 
companies like Facebook. So um, I, I think Apple's in an okay spot, especially pertaining to their a new release and the new upgrade of iPhones, which is imminent. It's coming out, I believe, today, the new iPhone, the announcement. And usually Apple kind of seasonally dips right around these announcement periods. So um, if they have an upgrade cycle, I think the China thing is a lot of sound and fury probably signifying nothing because they obviously Apple and uh, they employ a lot of people to manufacture over in China. Okay, guys, that was great. And if you'd like to submit a question, send it to our email address, which is question at twoquestiontuesday.com, and we'll be back next week. And I'll see you guys at the Firm Economic Market Update uh, the first week and a half of November. So I look forward to seeing all our clients there as well. you get the invite shortly.